You're listening to Live Wild Radio, the part-time adventure podcast. Join us as we explore how outdoor adventures build mind, body, and spirit. And we'd like to thank today's sponsor, Great Lakes Gearia. It's where we've gotten all of our kettlebells. Uh, we've got our pull-up bar, uh, and you can get dumbbells and all that type of stuff. They're a Canadian company that does... Um, you know, really well-made um, uh, cast iron kettlebells, but they also do competition bells now. So great company, uh, you know, a lot of fun to work with. Um, we've been using their gear for years. Um, pretty much our entire gym <laughs> is great, like Zgiri equipment. Um, so very rugged uh, and stands up to me sweating all over it, never rusted. Um, so that powder coat finish is... Uh, uh, standing up quite well on all of our kettlebells. And the great thing is, as a listener of this podcast, if you go to greatlakesgearia.com um, and use promo code LIVEWILD at checkout, you get 10% off. Um, and that ain't nothing, because if you're buying a whole bunch of you know gym equipment or squat rack or uh, kettlebells, uh, that can get uh, to be a bit of money. Um, a very wise investment. It's a great investment in yourself. That's sort of the way we look at it. But, you know, we've got thousands of dollars of, uh, you know, weights in the basement um, and being able to save on them because we had to pay full retail because uh, <laughs> we can't use our own promo code. Kind of a bummer, huh? Um, but yes, if you use promo code LiveWild at checkout at greatlegsgear.com, save 10% and get some great exercise equipment uh, and kettlebells to do the workouts you're going to hear about in the episodes. So, yeah. Thank you guys for both listening and thanks Great Lakes Gearia for sponsoring the show. Welcome back to Live Wild Radio. It's Coach Winston. Because we're doing that whole big fitness thing now. Not that we weren't doing it before, but making it a big emphasis on the podcast. Because when you look at the stats, they are frightening. Now, in Canada, between uh, 40 year old, well, 40 to 60 year olds, 44% of the population is obese, not overweight. That's over 60. <laughs> Um, but obese, uh, which is basically people who are going to, at some point, because over 40, it's a bigger issue, uh, have serious health consequences. We're talking metabolic disorders, um, fucked up joints, increased risk of cancers, yada, yada, yada. And for anybody who's been overweight or uh, obese, you know carrying around extra weight uh, is hard work. <laughs> so generally, it's kind of like a negative feedback circle. Um, because you're heavier, it's harder to move around, and it's less pleasant, and you get hotter and sweatier quickly, and you get tired quickly, and your joints hurt more, so you don't move around as much. And then because you're not moving around as much, you're not burning as many calories, you're not getting any of the mental benefits of physical activity exercise. So when you feel shitty, you tend to eat more. We tend to eat those uh, highly processed, like drug-like foods. Um, 
you know, basically things with sugar and fat and like mm, the yummies, the junk foods, the all of those things that that trigger in our brain. Like when you eat crap food, uh, you know, and when I say crap food, like I eat some too. It's just all things in moderation, children. Um, basically, you what happens to your brain is it gets the same kind of dopamine kick you get from taking heroin and it happens within seven seconds of it putting it in your mouth uh you know and a lot of this stuff is engineered like when lays potato chips says i bet you can't eat just one it's like yeah that's a shit bet to take because they've you know it's engineered a combination of easily processed carbohydrates fats and salts um literally are engineered to hijack our brain so when they say, I bet you can't eat just one, it's because they made it that way. Uh, and these hyper palatable foods, like things, you know, we all know what junk food is, right? Um, whether it is, you know, burgers and fries, you can make a healthy burger, but I'm just saying typically uh, the stuff that we would get at fast food restaurants, um, you know, the snacks at the movie theater, uh, any of these kinds of things, donuts, like donuts, think of it, like they are the ultimate um, sugar and fat delivery vehicle. <laughs> uh, like anything where we just go, oh my God, they're so good. Uh, all of that type of thing is kind of the the evil that has been engineered into our food system. Um but that little rant is not specifically what today's episode is about. Um, uh, you know, I just, one of these things is that I have an idea when I started it and, and you sometimes, you know, then have a different thought pop in your head and you, and you kind of run off with it. But um, yeah, today's episode, uh, for those of you who are of my generation, um, you know, let's see a show of hands in the audience, which of course I can't see, uh, who was a Beastie Boys fan? Um, well, you know, uh, there was a line, uh, that went, and two turntables and a microphone. Well, today's episode is the ultimate minimalist, uh, home gym, which is two kettlebells and a pull-up bar. That right there. Um, if you get yourself uh, a pair of adjustable kettlebells, and that way you don't need to have, like uh, I have at home, uh, in in the dungeon gym, where you have all of these, like a whole row of pairs of them. Now, I have people over here, and uh, I coach clients, so having multiples makes sense in my application. But for most of you, if you're training at home, two kettlebells that... Uh, cover you from 12 kilos to 32 kilos. That's my entire set in four kilo increments. Um, if you get the adjustable kettlebells, uh, you run into the thing. I think it's like you're able to do it in two kilo increments or even one kilo increments. So you can even micro load your way up. Um, but two adjustable kettlebells and a pull-up bar, you know, I will expand it a little bit because uh, I think having a set of gymnastics rings on straps that you can put over said pull-up bar, uh, now almost infinitely expand what you can do with it. Um, you know, and then there is the one little extra, but it's 10 bucks, so shut up, uh, is an ab wheel. Um, 
And you can do ab rollouts with other things. But uh, as Pat Flynn says, ab wheel does ab wheel. Uh, it only does one roll, but they're dirt cheap, um, whether you go off Amazon or wherever. Um, I used to do one. I had like a little kid's 12-inch bicycle wheel, and I put BMX pegs on it. <laughs> and it was the most deluxe ab wheel um, uh, I'd ever seen at that point. Um, yeah, basically BMX pegs on a kid's bicycle wheel with a tire and it just sort of rolled back and forth nicely nice and smooth uh, but it doesn't really matter what you do for your ab wheel you can even use just a barbell um, that'll roll forward and back too uh, if you're not sure what ab rollouts are go on the internets go to the youtubes search up ab wheel rollouts or ab rollouts or you know um, ab wheel, you'll find a bunch of stuff. It's pretty straightforward. A couple little tricks to doing that exercise properly, but it is one of the best uh, anterior core exercises. Like if you did uh, ab wheel, suitcase carries, and uh, hanging leg raises, uh, you will end up with a buff, super strong core that you can do at home if you've got your pull up bar and your ab wheel. And something to carry when you're doing your suitcase carries. Um, yes, so today's episode is all about uh, minimalist home gym uh, with double kettlebells. Um, you know, and some people would say if you just had a pair of kettlebells, like be able to do the doubles. And reason I'm talking about two instead of one, um, obviously you can get lots of mileage out of just a single kettlebell. If it's adjustable, you can work your way up in weights, different weights for different activities. Um, like obviously you can use a heavier weight for goblet squats and swings than you might do for your presses. But, uh, there is a magic that happens when you do doubles. Um, what you'll run into is obviously if you're say doing a double press, uh, versus just a single arm press. You do your lefts and then you do your rights kind of idea. Uh, you're going to run into the, the systemic effect of twice the load on your body. Um, so your legs, like you, to get it up to your shoulder, you had to clean twice as much weight. Uh, that makes a big difference. Um, then you have to support you know, everything from the shoulders down has to support twice as much weight. Um, and, you know, obviously when you're cleaning it, which is basically taking it from the floor up to your shoulder, you will run into the thing where instead of, like let's say you're pressing a 24 kilo, right, with 52 pounds, 53 pounds, uh, getting it up to your shoulder, um, if you do one, you have to clean 52 pounds. If you're doing doubles, you have to clean 104 pounds repeatedly, right? Because I like to do the clean and press. So you clean it, press it, clean it, press it, clean it, press it. Um, so it's two exercises. The clean is basically a swing that stops in the rack position where you can either press it or squat it or clean it again. Um, but there is some magic that happens because it, when you're talking, um, the most calories burned, the most muscles involved, the most hypertrophy, which is muscle growth, 
Um, all of those will happen with more load, right? So if you were to do uh, basically a density workout, um, and this is exactly what I did yesterday, and so did Catherine. I finally got her doing double kettlebells after all of these years. Um, we did alternating sets, uh, do a set of three clean and press, then walk over to the pull-up bar, do three pull-ups, walk over back to your kettlebells, do three, and you just basically rest as much as you need to do high-quality work. Timer set for half an hour, do as much as you can in half an hour without uh, getting sloppy, right? We, we When you do these types of workouts, we'll do it with a heart rate monitor on, um, and you don't go again until your heart rate's down to 120 beats per minute. Um, so some days you'll recover better, so it will come down quicker. Other days it will take longer to come down, so you don't get as much work in. So it's auto-regulated both by how you feel um, and how your body is adapting. Um, it's one of my favorite types of workouts because you will progress over time, but you will progress not in an arbitrary way where it's like, okay, next week I want you to do one more round. Um you will progress as your body actually adapts. Um, you know, because, and, and I'm, I don't want to say guilty of this, but like as a coach, I often will program in arbitrary progressions, right? Do this much more next week, right? Whether it's weight, whether it's reps, sets, whatever it is. Um, because especially for newer trainees, A, they're going to make very quick progress, and B... Uh, you know, the other issue that they run into, uh, is that they don't have enough training experience to sort of manage auto-regulation yet. You know, um, I've experimented with it with clients, but, uh, with new clients. And one of the big issues is some of them don't go hard enough. Others don't go easy enough. Like they go, you know, they turn it into a CrossFit workout, so that's always one of those little things that you play with. Um, but yeah, like it, when you think about it, though, double kettlebell, clean and press, double kettlebell front squats, um, clean and jerk, clean and push press, um, double kettlebell half snatch, which is um, you're doing a snatch. And a snatch, if people aren't familiar with it, um, again, Google kettlebell snatch or double kettlebell snatch. Um uh, is basically the bottom of a kettlebell swing, but instead of it just coming up to shoulder height, you actually are locking it out in one. Technically, if I was teaching you, it would be, you know, like three steps. But on paper, or not on paper, but <laughs> uh, it looks like one movement. You go from swing to locked out overhead. Uh you know, just like in Olympic weightlifting with the barbell, where it's like floor to overhead, whereas a clean and jerk in the Olympic lifting is step one is to clean it to your shoulder. Step two is to get it overhead. The snatch is overhead in one go. So whether you're doing a barbell or a kettlebell, that's kind of the distinction between the, the clean and press or clean and jerk. And the snatch is... One looks like one continuous movement. The other looks like two steps, if that makes any sense. Um, 
you know, because it's one of these things. I'm getting into some topics or, or concepts. If you've been working out for a while, then you go, oh, okay, yeah, that makes sense. Um, uh, whereas, you know, if you're somebody who's maybe listening, just starting your fitness journey, some of these things you're like, cleaning? I must do some cleaning, yes. <laughs> um, uh, but I don't understand how it applies to my fitness. Um, the clean is just the act of getting a weight in an organized, you know, technical manner, getting the weight to your shoulder, right? If you were going to press it over your head, you still got to get it up to your shoulder. So unless you're using a rack, you know, that you're going to go in and grab the bar if you're doing barbell presses, um, if you don't have a rack, the clean is the method you use to get weights up to your shoulders. And then pressing, push pressing, which uses a bit of legs, or jerking, which is using legs and then pushing yourself underneath to catch it, um, are all ways of taking the weight from the shoulder to the locked out overhead fixation or overhead position. Um, so, yeah, circling back. Um, you know, snatches are that overhead movement from swing to overhead in one go. Uh, and one of the benefits you run into with the snatch is the superpower exercise, right? You have to explode. If you're going to take a kettlebell, say 24 kilos or 52 pounds, overhead in one go, uh, in one smoothish looking motion, um, then it takes a lot of power development from the hips. Um, well, if you do it with two, it takes twice as much power development. Uh, now, the if we're doing single arm, uh, you know, uh, kettlebell snatches, we will then come down in one motion from the top too. Essentially, it's a controlled drop that then you redirect at the bottom end of the backswing again. Um, if I am doing snatches with doubles, and this is why it's called a half snatch, I snatch to the top. Then I lower them like I've done a, uh, a press um, into the rack position. And then, you know, basically the backswing will come from the clean position and not from overhead when I'm doing with two. Because uh, it's much <laughs> too easy to smash yourself in the legs if you've got two 52-pound kettlebells or heavier coming down from overhead. So uh, I'm not a big proponent of... Uh, two-hand full snatches um, or double full snatches uh, because the risk of injury goes up, right? Because you have two items to control rather than just one. Um, yeah. Uh, and then you run into things like, obviously, when we're talking doubles, then you're able to do different types of uh, loaded carries. Um, like if you clean one kettlebell up into the rack position and the other one you're carrying beside you, in a suitcase position, um, that takes that loaded carry metabolically because you're carrying twice as much weight into a whole different level, right? Like I've done different variations where I'll press one overhead and I've got one down at the side. Um, so I'm suitcasing in one hand, waiters walking in the other, you go for whatever distance, you switch them up. Um, you know, so there's a bunch of variations you can do. So those are sort of the big ones that I run into with doubles. Um, your double clean and press family. So press, push, press, and jerk. Double front squat. Uh, and uh, then um, double snatch. 
and then your double carries. So whether it's a farmer's walk, uh, you know, it doesn't give you the crossbody. Like if you've got equal weight in each hand, it doesn't give you the crossbody um, stabilization training. But from an effort metabolic standpoint, it's harder because you're just carrying twice as much weight. Um, and then, of course, there's all the carry variations. The other one that, that I don't want to sleep on, though, too, um, is something called Gorilla Rose. So you need two kettlebells for this. Um, but it's dead stop rows. Um, so you start on the bottom, um, both kettlebells on the ground. You bend over at the waist, uh, keeping your back flat. And your whatever arm you're going to do the row with, the opposite arm is braced on top of the other kettlebell. Um, so then you pull into your waist with, well, we'll say we're rowing with your left, so your right hand is braced. So you have this row you're doing that you can't cheat because the one hand is braced um, on top of the other kettlebell and you row into your, you know, kind of midsection towards the hip area because that really activates the lats. Back down, brace the left hand, pull the right hand. And that does a lot of great work for, for the upper back muscles, the lats, obviously anything you're pulling works your grip. Um, there's a lot of little shoulder muscles, depending on what angle your arms are at. So there's a lot of benefits of doing some rowing in your training. Um, and that's part of the reason I'm a big fan of like the, uh, gymnastics rings to put on your pull-up bar is it lets you do various, um, rows, both two arm, one arm, body rows, uh, face pulls, TIs and Ys, like basically it looks like rear delt flies, but with gymnastics rings, you know, there's a bunch of options you're able to do there just with that tool. So, you know, it, it basically the, the little, you know, two kettlebells and a pull-up bar, um, with a couple of little additions, um, really does become like the ultimate, uh, gym, um, for the minimalist. Because unless it's one of these things where you're going to be like a fitness competitor and you're getting on stage with your fake tan and, you know, uh, basically all oiled up, being able to like, oh, well, you know, my, my, uh, you know, outer head of my tricep, uh, you know, uh, or the long head of the tricep means a bit more development. You know, uh, that's what the judges said last time. In real life, none of that stuff matters, right? Like, obviously, if if you're a bodybuilding fitness competitor getting on stage in a bikini or, or you know, in your Speedo, um, I'm not the guy for you, you know? We are real-world functional. Yes, you want to look good, you know. But looking good versus looking like a competitor on stage are not the same thing. Um, you know, this is my view of looking good, uh, well-developed shoulders and traps, which you're going to get from presses and cleans and, you know, all that kind of stuff. Um, a well-developed V-shaped back, you know, because everything that I think looks good also comes from functionality. Uh, if you can clean and press for a good volume <laughs> at a good weight, you're going to have well-developed back thickness, well-developed traps, well-developed butt well-developed shoulders, um, and triceps. Then, you know, if you can do a bunch of pull-ups and you're strong, 
in different positions doing pull-ups, you're going to have that nice V-shaped lats, right? And you're going to have strong arms. And you're going to have strong forearms, like, you know, nice grip. Uh, if you do, you know, you do well with your double front squats, you're going to have well-developed legs and butt. Um, you know, none of these things are rocket science. You do a lot of body rows, uh, maybe some gorilla rows, um, and, uh, you know, your, your snatches, all of this adds up. You are going to end up looking not like a bodybuilder, but like a fighter, you know, uh, think of, uh, Brad Pitt and fight club versus Arnold on stage. Right. In 1975, Mr. Olympia, um, you know, we are, or at least personally, um, the bodybuilding thing where it's like, uh, you know, we got to get as big as possible and, um, the muscles have to be shaped and no, I want muscles to do shit. Right. Um, and listen, if you want to bodybuild, man, more power to you. Right. Like if you, you know, want to get on stage and do any of that stuff, anybody who's got a passion I'm into, right. But it's just not my thing. Um, that's why the, the training that I advocate is very athletic versus just aimed at building, um, showy muscles. Um, I want it to be able to translate into you climb better, you hike better, you know, uh, if you're, let's say you're a first responder, you're a firefighter, you're a cop or something like that. Somebody's in trouble. You can fucking pick them up and carry them, <laughs> you know, carry them distance. Uh, you know, you can run like it's, it's basically the type of training that carries over to real life, um, improving athletics, improving everyday life, uh, versus, Torch a muscle, can't walk for three days. <laughs> you know, I've done bodybuilding like days, you know. Um, you know, it's it's a different mindset. Um, you know, my whole thing is improve function. And there's the old saying, form follows function. Uh, as you improve in all these things, uh, you know, you squat better, you swing better, you clean and press better. Um, more weight, more volume, uh, more density, like getting more work done in a set amount of time, it will change what you look like. You will be leaner, assuming you don't eat like a pig, right? We have to clean that up, lots of protein, all that kind of things, right? You can't ex out-exercise a bad diet. But if your diet's on point, um, you just sort of change the, the look. You just look a little stronger. You you know, uh, basically look like you are physically capable because if you've done everything right, you will be physically capable. So that is why I am such a huge fan of double kettlebell work. Um, I realize it's a long winded thing, but, um, I've had a couple of clients recently asking me, uh, you know, cause they've got <coughs> even a few kettlebells at home and I'm going, okay, that's cool. Right, and here's what we have you do with them. But in time, I would like you to get matching, uh, like some doubles, or you know, um, basically get yourself a couple of adjustable doubles because then you can do everything with them. Um, you can do obviously, if you have a pair of doubles, you can do 
set them up as two different weights. So you could do an upper body and a lower body exercise, but you can also then put them both at the same weight and do your double clean and press, double front squat, uh, double swings, double snatches, um, you know, all of these movements. You can even get into, uh, one of my clients, Ryan, who's sort of uh, been with me for a while, so he's a little more advanced. He's doing kettlebell complexes with doubles. Uh, and he's probably reaching the point where he hates his life, or hates me anyway. Because um, of what a complex is, is doing multiple sets of different exercises in a row, and you have to do it all before you put the weight down. So currently... Uh, he's doing a complex day once a week. Um, this is kind of like the hard cardio day, but it also hits the muscles. Um, you do five cleans, five presses, five jerks, five front squats, five cleans. So it's 25 reps total before you put the kettlebells down. And then you take anywhere from two to three minutes recovery. You know, obviously... Uh, to let your <laughs> heart get back in your chest. Um, and then do it again. And then recover. And then do it again. It's actually a pretty short workout when you start. Because right now, when, you, when it started, I only had them on three rounds. Um, now, it's like three rounds for two weeks. Four rounds for two weeks. Five rounds for two weeks. So you can see how we just progress that way. Um, so, But the first workouts were like, 12 minutes long because the actual 25 reps takes about 90 seconds. So it's 90 seconds of work, two to three minutes rest, 90 seconds work, two to three minutes rest, 90 seconds work. And then, you know, hop in the sauna if you got one. Um, and that is the whole idea behind complexes is it's like, uh, instead of like a marathon, it literally is a sprint. Um, and they do really good things once you're strong enough, once you're fit enough to do them without dying, because <laughs> it's a very advanced technique. Um, but one of the things that's great with complexes, especially double kettlebell complexes, because you can do complexes with a single kettlebell as well, um, is, you know, all of the support muscles, right? Because if you think in this particular one, he's doing 10 cleans and five double front squats, and five jerks. Well, all of that uses your lower body and core, right? Um, and so it's one of these things. All the time that he's got to hold it in the rack position, the upper back's working like crazy. The arms are working like crazy. Like, there's no quote-unquote direct arm work in this one. And, and when I talk about it, it's like any time I ever have anybody do anything, I've done it. Yeah, and testing before I ever have clients do it. So this particular complex, your your biceps get pumped because you're doing 10 cleans, uh, but you're also holding it in the rack position for the front squats. Well, what holds it in the rack position? Your biceps are certainly part of it. So uh, you end up like getting a, a gun show workout without even meaning to. Huge cardio, uh, huge... Uh, um, systemic load, right? Because you're getting a lot of volume in a very short amount of time. So, you know, really highly effective. And it's something I would recommend 
after your first, like once you start working with doubles, do a lot of like clean and press and double front squat, low reps, lots of rest so that you're able to focus on your technique. But when you eventually get to that point, like, man, don't sleep on complexes. They are evil. If you're short on time to train, <laughs> uh, it, it's a great way to get a lot of work in quickly. Um, you know, and that, that little complex that I, I, I have Ryan doing, that hits everything, right? Head to toe. <laughs> um, you know, it's not optimal for everything, but it hits everything. So that's another great thing with the doubles, you know. Uh, like I just did a post on like Facebook and Instagram a couple days ago about uh, double kettlebells, twice the work in half the time. <laughs> um, and that's the idea, you know, the, doing that post is what gave me the idea for uh, this episode, you know, is don't sleep on the tools, right? Like you can make great progress with singles. You make even better progress with doubles. You just got to make sure you have some single work um, in there, like say some Turkish get-ups and suitcase carries to get that balanced training where you're or unbalanced training, if you will. Um, because obviously when you're working with two kettlebells, you're running into the thing where they're both uh, balancing each other out, right? So you're not getting any side-to-side engagement, if that makes any sense. Um, you know, but if you do some suitcase carries, uh, which I've programmed into almost everybody's program, some suitcase carries and uh, Turkish get-ups, um, you're getting your cross-body training in spades. So, yeah. So what I am going to suggest uh, is if you've never done them before, uh, try something even simple like a, uh, you know, double kettlebell deadlift. You know, kind of a sumo stance, two kettlebells, and they don't even have to be the same weight. Just make sure if you do them unbalanced, um, where let's say you've got a 20 kilo and a 24 kilo, um, when you're lifting them, just make sure that, uh, you know, if you do a set with the heavier one in your right hand, then you do a set with the heavier one in your left hand. So everything's balanced. As long as you get that, you're good to go. Um, but yeah, try it out. Like it, it's one of these things, extra load on the lower body. Cause this is really where kettlebells kind of fall apart for most people is this great upper body work. It's great cardio, but it's not enough to build strength in the lower body. But as soon as you double that weight, it starts to be something. Cause I'll tell you, like when you, uh, if you get to the point, you can do, uh, double kettlebell front squats with a pair of 32 kilo. So that's 140 pounds total, like two seventies plus, uh, you know, make sure they're deep and, and you pause at the bottom. If you can get a set of 10, you know, um, you're a bit of a unit, right? If you get 15, like we, these are topic talking about rep maxes. If you can get up to 15, you are going to have to buy stretchy pants because <laughs> your thighs are going to be huge, you know? So even though it's not like the super, super heavyweight barbells and everything, because of the asymmetric loading of kettlebells, the offset loading, the, uh, you know, basically the, even something like the front squat with a kettlebell, the range of motion is bigger than you'll get with a barbell. You get lower and because you're getting lower, even though the weight's a little bit less, it's fuller range of motion means more muscle activation, right? So, uh, you know, I would have thought 
being exclusively kettlebells for the last three years, um, my barbell strength would have gone down. But when I've gone back and tested, uh, like as I did when we went to Mexico, because the gym didn't really have much for kettlebells, um, I could still squat pretty big. Like 315 for reps was no problem. Like I think I did five. I had no spotter and there was no bar, so I didn't push myself. Um, and same thing with, and this is in no belt, no anything. I didn't bring any lifting equipment with me. Um, deadlifting, I pulled 405 for three, and my issue was that I had no chalk because <laughs> you can picture in Mexico, uh, I was sweating my bag off, so my hands were slippery as opposed to my butt couldn't lift it and my back couldn't lift it. So um, that I was really impressed with, um, being that I, the heaviest thing I've done uh, in three years is double 32 kilo stuff. That's it. That That's the heaviest weight I've got. So, yeah. Um, so until next episode, uh, and uh, uh, next one should be fun because... I, I, I've got a document, I have an episode recorded, I've got a document that I have to finish that's a handout to go with it, <laughs> so um, I'm just going to give you a teaser, uh, you know, whether it comes out next week or the week after, um, you know, because if you guys sort of see us on social media, um, I'm creating a lot of content and that all takes time, um, but uh, this content... Uh, well, it is taking me a little longer to do than I'd originally hoped for. Um, it's highly effective, uh, and it is, uh, the human equivalent of putting butter in the microwave. Figure it out. Um, so yeah, I'm coach Winston, uh, get training, make your, make your nutrition revolve around, Adequate protein, lots of veggies, carbs as you need them, because carbs are just fuel. So if you sit on your ass all day, you don't need much fuel. Um, yeah. So until next time, work hard, play dirty, and Catherine will be back with me on the next episode. Okay? Love y'all. Bye-bye. <laughs>